Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! We, talk, we definitely talked about dentistry, and I think it, talk, it went into... Because I, I told, because I told you about how my mom's a hygienist and she's just oh clean, yeah, and she just cleans teeth. your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we was definitely last week. we okay. All right, mm-hmm. sorry for the repeat. Go see they a doctor. All, listen, they all blend together. <laughs> when you record in bulk and then edit one at a time, it all blends together. It's very challenging. Okay. It's true. It's true. It's good. It's it is harder to remember when we record two at a time that they are different things. Yeah. <laughs> All the episodes are the same. And that they the characters will be are the same. Released sequentially a week. Anyway. In um, like August. Sure. I mapped them all out in my planner and the ones we recorded last week are getting into the first and second week of August. So if you just listen to last week's episode, happy August. Happy August. And if you're here, still happy August. <laughs> a lot of things happen in August. My parents' anniversary is in August. My, my brother's parents anniversary is in August. August. Anyway. Anyway, welcome to the Feeny Call. I'm Megan. I'm Skylar. <laughs> and here we are. We are again in this on this third week August of August. Day. <laughs> Who knows? As we it's re- probably hot. Presumably. But, Should we talk about this yeah, show? If we must. Welcome. This is a true crime comedy podcast How where dare we you? talk. About, <laughs> um, where we read your shit back to you and get paid to do it. No joke. Minisodes of my favorite murder. Some of my favorites. And they, I can't even imagine, like, you you could do, it can't require any real work no. of them to do a minisode. No. <laughs> they yet, show up. The email's are already picked out for them. Someone else picks it out. They read them. They enjoy them. What they riff like? on them. And then they go, like, I was going to say go home and have a drink, but fuck, I'd still be, I'd just be having a drink while we're doing it. Um, I mean, we're drinking coffee. We spiked it that one time. That's true. Uh-huh. So that wasn't that's a bad true. idea. Yeah. Another time. Uh, Another well, time. on this show, we anyway, today, try to analyze a sitcom from the 90s for relevance. That's true. And it's surprisingly proving us, proving to be very relevant. Thankfully. Otherwise, it'd be boring. Otherwise, this would be, yeah. Um, great. So you're episode 15. This is Megan's 30-second recap of 15 today, right? <laughs> yes. Great. Remind great. me what happened. I watched it yesterday. Okay. Here we go. Great. So... Feeney gives an assignment that they're all going to create a modern family dynamic and then they're going to solve a conflict within that dynamic. And so then he puts Corey and Topanga to be the mother and father and Sean and Minkus to be the two brothers. And Minkus shows up and he's like, what if I want to get a tattoo? And Topanga's like, absolutely not. And then he's like, too bad, I already did it. And they're like, oh no. And then Corey's like, well, screw it. We've already bailed, bailed. We already failed the assignment. And then Feeney's like, no, no, this is the whole point of the assignment. And, oh crap. Your time's up. I always look down. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always look down and see that I have like two seconds to go and mm-hmm. panic and yeah. just give up. Yeah. Well, and if, if I may this take this as constructive criticism, please. You always spend the first three to five seconds of Going, your recaps um, uh, saying, uh, so, uh, yeah, and. That's true. I do. Uh, so, I don't know. If you want to, next time with the clock, if you want to start with so, and then I'll start and it whenever it. you, like, really. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Whenever you really get into it. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you start with the I'm surprised with your recap a little bit. It felt, uh, it felt out of character and what you centrated on. Not Eric? Yeah, it was, it was an Eric episode. And <laughs> yet you centered very... on what I consider really to be the B-plot with It was Corey kind of the, the B-plot. I would say, yeah. I mean, there's... It, it's it's a pretty well shared episode, but I think that like the the classroom family feels more B plot 
than than the Eric stuff in this one. Fair. That's how, I mean, yeah. So it just surprised me that that's what you talked about. It's a parallel because yes. obviously you've got them talking about solving a family conflict in class and then mm-hmm. showing up and they're actually doing that at home. Right. So it's it's all right. about the parallel. So I feel like it's very 50-50, but I feel like the classroom is where the lesson of this episode comes from, which is why I focused on that. I suppose. That's true. It just surprised me. The, with, with at your, least the with verbal your lesson. Eric infatuation i love eric we know yeah and that's why i was (laughs) we know we know we get it no i just you know i'm surprised um kicking it right off oh wait trivia so here's some trivia for you yeah this is the first time that we meet jason i I was gonna say that beat me to it it's fine and also this is the first episode where we see a friend of eric's that he's not dating well that's interesting so yeah because the only people that we've seen associated with Eric so far are girls that he's been dating and Jason is the actor's real name his name is Jason Marsden he's not related to James Marsden unfortunately he's not it's lazy writing I feel like when you just use an actor's name but he's also Max in he is Max an extremely goofy movie he's the voice of Max in several Disney cartoon things but those two in particular for sure yes what else? He's he voiced. Uh, he's done a lot of voice acting. Jason Marsden. He was a big. Yes. He was a big Disney voice actor mm-hmm. for several things. That's true. And he rolls in. I feel like into a bunch of sitcoms, basically as this sidekick, the same way. He aged very well. We follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Jason, if you're listening, we love you. Come on the show. Sure. <laughs> Why not? You know, it's a good time. Uh, I do love Jason Marsden though, I and mean, I, I he. Everything he says in Boy Meets World in every episode is basically the same line and the same delivery. Mm-hmm. But it but works. it's great. It's great, you know? <laughs> like works. he's he's the most one-dimensional character yeah. that they've written into this sitcom probably. <laughs> um yes. But like that works for him. He's yeah, he's like the rah-rah. He's the what's it? The uh, the yeah the yeah the man, man, the hype man, the yes man. The yes man. That's what I'm looking for. Like the guy that's <laughs> No, no, no. I'm thinking uh like the yeah yeah. And like this, and Sandlot, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I've only seen Sandlot once. Great. So anyway, yeah, yeah. This whole idea of like, you know, if someone's coming to bully you, it's like I'm gonna smash your face. Yeah, I'm gonna smash your face. You know, like oh, he's yeah, like the, okay. he's the emphasis guy. Everything he says is a quip. It's very quippy. It's all quips. Like the toothbrush. Like the toothbrush. Wow. If so we... <laughs> segue now. Did you know that for Could the low imagine? low cost of forty dollars, you can get a quip toothbrush of your color choice. Could you imagine if we actually sold Quip? That would be the most... One day. That would be the best segue. <laughs> One day when we do sell Quip toothbrushes... We'll um, insert the ad right the there. The ad will go right there. Mm-hmm. It will segue so well. Flawless. If we ever <laughs> are at a point at which we're placing ads in these videos, you best believe that I will find some dumb pun to lead us into it. Oh, boy. There will be a Casper joke. Oh, there will be boy. Quip jokes. Oh, there will boy. be... What are the other things people on podcasts sell to you? HelloFresh. Yeah, uh, vitamins. Uh, what yeah. Are they, what, are they, what are they called? There's like those trendy ass vitamins. Hair. What do they sell on MFM? Hair. Madison. Matt. Oh, they sell Madison Reed hair dye. Yeah, that's it. And they also sell the uh, sugar bear gummies, right, or whatever. They're like vitamin gummies for yeah. your hair. For a while, they sold some snack, healthy, nutritious snacks. Oh, I remember that hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was though. I yeah. skipped through the ads. Skipper. Don't tell Karen. You're a that. skipper. That's how they make their money. That's true. You that's know? true. Yes, well, and their live shows, of course. And the merch. And all the merch. And yes. their full production studio where they produce other podcasts. Kicking so, off with another, what does he say? 
Corey says something Orama again. Oh yeah, it's um uh, Nerdorama. Nerdorama yeah. again with the Oramas. Why? I know. I and I wonder. I, I can't. Was there a show that they were stealing it from, or were they trying to make that a thing for kids to say? Maybe, or maybe I mean, was I think it a it's thing a reference. No, I think it's a specific reference to like kind of a catchphrase style reference like the effect of urkel and like did i do that Isn't, like that whole kind of idea i want to say Might there's like, like a, a late 80s show or something like that yeah or like there's a show that's something orama probably it's I, it's a very familiar yeah thing but it just is dumb when, they, when it comes pretty, out of their mouths it's dumb it's pretty dumb but it's too specific anyway. for them not to be referencing something yeah fair if you know what they're referencing hit us up uh, so Skylar, what did you learn? What did I learn about in this episode? Let's see. What were some of the takeaways? Learning in this one. What happens? I just gave you the recap, you bitch. <laughs> so this episode, I feel like it was really, it was about, uh, you know, taking responsibility for your actions and, and consequences, um, and making like responsible life choices these are all the things that relate to eric i think that like you know the what is was Corey and they, they all learn about parenting quote unquote yeah you know in that uh there's no such thing as the perfect family mm-hmm. obviously that's that's kind of a big part that feeney wants us to take home here um really though like i feel like the the, the primary focus is about making being allowed to make mistakes professionally and Mm -hmm. fiscally and learning from them obviously that's eric's kind of arc over the course of this Mm -hmm. um and then again you know we can we can riff on what the whole like the perfect family model and all that what about you thoughts that's pretty i mean for me it was just a very uh an episode that discussed the modern family and what that Mm -hmm. looks like and how there is no real Let's see. What did I write down? There's no model family or no perfect way to do the thing. You love one another and take it one day at a time mm-hmm. is kind of what I wrote down, which is that. And if Ray listens to this, she's going to be like, that's my quote. So I'll tell, <laughs> I'll say this to that. My roommate Ray once said this to me and it stuck with me. She said, there is no right or wrong. There's just healthy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think there's obviously a little wiggle room within that. But I do think that that's that is applicable as well to a family situation where you might have a kid who makes a lot of mistakes, but as long as they can come home and feel loved or as long as they have what they would consider a family to turn to, Mm -hmm. even if that's not their biological family, because I feel like this this kind of polarizes people who don't have that like mom and dad type Mm -hmm. so that's why I I was trying to kind of encompass everyone whether or not you have both parents whether or not they're married divorced whether or not you live with someone else if you live with like your grandparents aunt and uncle if you live with adopted Mm -hmm. parents whoever your family is and Feeney will say it later your family is chosen Mm -hmm. and well and he doesn't assemble them as he says, this is this is the ideal family. He assembles them based on what the, you, you know, what the census or whatever it was claimed was the ideal family. And yeah. then the, just and then to flip conflict. it on its head to be like, there's no such thing. It's all bullshit. Yeah. 
So what you've learned, it doesn't matter if you have two parents and two kids. It's all shit. So, yeah. <laughs> so do whatever you want. So, you know. <laughs> Again, yeah. Just be take happy it a and day healthy. Yeah. Love your family, your chosen family, and take it a day at a time. One day at a time. Canceled by Netflix. One step at a time. No, I was doing one day at a time. Oh, sorry. I took show. it in another direction. Did you watch the Netflix one day at a time? I didn't, but I heard good things and everyone was up in arms it's when it was canceled. Very, very good. Very upsetting that it was canceled. Rita Marino, shy. Of course she does. Serena Marina. So. Uh, very, Any it's very upsetting week. that it was canceled. Anyway. First time we see them all in this episode. That's pretty interesting. I think this might be the only episode that we see them all. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I how can't think of another them. episode. Well, they go to, there's, there, I mean, the Christmas episode in when Eric meets Tommy mm, in season true. five is at a mall. That's true. There's probably a couple other times they're at a mall. I wonder if that's the same mall or if that's a different mall. I'm sure it's a different set by then. I mean, well, it's, it's a different set for sure, but I wonder if it's supposed to take place. If it's in the supposed same mall. to be the same mall. If there's like one mall in Philadelphia, or if they it's one closer to the college. I'm sure. Sh- neither here nor there. Probably several <laughs> shopping centers. It that was the true. the advent of malls. Oh yes, that was the prime <laughs> mall. Was the time. primo place to be. Something else that stuck out to me mm-hmm. that I loved more than anything. Was when Topanga's like, why don't you just marry Sean? And he was like, because our kids would look like horses. <laughs> and it's not like, ew, I would never marry a boy. It's like, because our kids It's like, would, we can't reproduce. Like, obviously, <laughs> our kids would look like horses. I I did, I did clocked that too. I was like, it's kind of funny that the joke here is not, because we both got dicks. The yeah. joke is that like, because our family just wouldn't like, you know. we don't look good we if we both want kids and they together. wouldn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and that's again. I feel like there are a couple little there are little nuggets of of just I don't know that sort of thing within Boy Meets World. Now you know what is bad in this episode: mm. the, the Navajo appropriation. Yes, and I was gonna say there was a well. I guess it's we don't know Topanga's. We don't know. If she has some Navajo in her background or if she has any sort of Native American, we don't know. Which might might be why her family practices and she kind of puts that into her ideal husband. Mm -hmm. Because at one point, well, I think the only only reason that we are led to believe that she does not is because she says you don't have to be Navajo or you don't have to be a Native American to appreciate the earth or be one with the earth. Yeah. Or something like that. I think you're being really optimistic. (laughs) I am. I'm trying to take this in more of a positive because I was thinking, I was sitting there, I was watching it and I was like, this is appropriation. And then I was like, I guess I don't know where Topanga comes from, but this is the only time that it's mentioned. Yes. And it's not like she says, well, my grandma was a Navajo or my great grandmother or whatever. So I guess, yeah, that's... Well, and when Corey's wearing the headdress at the end... When he's just wearing, like, a bandana with a feather on it. That was bad. The most generic 1990s, quote, Mm Indian-looking thing that the screenwriters could throw on him lazily. That was worse. So oh, like it's so much I didn't I actually didn't even mind it when Topanga was expressed that like she wished her ideal husband would live according to some more Navajo uh, lifestyles. And I really I did appreciate then later Corey's immediate response, like, uh, one problem, I'm not a Navajo. Yes. And I went, He's right. Yeah. He's got that's it. True. That's fine. <laughs> uh, the but thing. then it's the matter of, of later when he's strapped on a feather yes, and is that's... acting yeah. ridiculous and follows it up with commenting on how ridiculous it is and i'm yeah. like Ooh, now it's now it's now it's personal it. buddy <laughs> that didn't age well <laughs> no 
So there's that, obviously. But yes, uh, guest appearance by Kathy Ireland, mm-hmm. an actual Sports Illustrated supermodel. And That's she true. said there was one point where Eric was like, do you know what it's like to dress up and have people gawk at you like you're less than human? And she was like, yep, been there, done that. And uh-huh. I was like, good little right, thing. Right. This good. one, well, there was that zinger and there was also... Um, what uh, it must be easy in reference to Leave It to Beaver when Corey says like it must be easy to sound smart when you got the best writers in Hollywood oh writing God. for you and Feeney all but looks at the camera and says I wouldn't know. Yes, <laughs> that was great. What a great, what a great bit. Good what moment. A solid line. Good um, moment, Feeney. What a great joke. This was I wrote this in my notes. Who do you think was I had more of a leg to stand on in the argument, Amy or Allen? Ah, I. I am more in Amy's camp mm-hmm. because it's a it's not like Eric's income is anything besides his own income. Mm-hmm. It's not like the family is living on it or anything. And so I do think that he as a teenager and having a, a job has the right to fuck that up or succeed however he please. So I completely agree with letting him sort it out mm-hmm. before chewing into him. And then I think that Alan kind of starts to tear into him a little bit, but then takes the step back and says, like, okay. And then you've made your, your choice about that. Like, all in all, I think they tag team it well, but I think that it is Amy's plan that kicks it all off. And I completely agree that because it's not dangerous, it's not harmful, it's mm. just stupid, and that he needs to to be allowed to experience that failure mm-hmm. without getting bailed out or stopped mm-hmm. from it because it's not going to hurt him. Yeah. You know, there's no, it's not like, no, 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 he really needs to try crystal meth to know that he shouldn't do it. <laughs> like, we're not there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's a matter of like, no, he needs to lose a little money and find out that like he needs to make smarter job decisions. Yeah. That I respect and appreciate. I'm all about letting young people fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so long as it's not putting them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I know? agree. I was in Amy's camp for sure. Mm-hmm. I can see where Alan's coming from because Eric's a kid and he's trying to steer him in the right direction, but he's not going to learn. First of all, he could end up resenting Alan for being mm-hmm. like, go back to the mall and get your money back. You're a stupid kid. He could resent Alan for doing that. And then also he wouldn't really learn the lesson right. because he didn't he didn't make the mistake and he goes and sits back down with him and he's like dad can i have my old job back like can we just pretend that i'm a kid again for right like, like one he second. makes that circle he really he, he learns ma- his yeah he well. makes that circle and when well, alan says it too he's like it doesn't matter if i know it or yeah. you know it Corey. it matters that he knows it and because that happened in the event that alan were to intervene at the beginning that would have been his undo like that would have been his undo button it would have been alan saying okay i'm i'm gonna clean up your mess right and here's how i'm gonna yell at you and force you to go back to the mall and Mm -hmm. you're again you're not gonna learn your lesson i'm you're i'm just gonna get mad at you yeah i think there is something to be said that i don't completely agree with amy being like like if i met kevin come home and told me that effectively i don't think that i would be like okay walk out the like the room yeah but I also, I agree with the intent. I just think that there, the later conversation Alan has where it's effectively like, have you really, really considered everything about mm-hmm. it? He says yes. Then it's like, okay, if you really believe that you've thought it all through, 
then we're good to go. Like not chewing him out, just like ensuring that Tweedledee here, future son, whoever they are, uh, has really considered all the the ramifications of their their choices, which obviously they haven't. Yeah. But doing your due diligence as of being course. like, well, I checked in and we'll watch this one play out. Yeah. Again, because it's not putting him in harm's way. Now, like. They're like a low-income family in poverty, and they mm-hmm. count on Eric's piece of a paycheck to, to make ends meet. Then it's a different, different story. story. <laughs> or Eric is the provider in some way. Mm-hmm. Different story. When you know, but it's a matter of who, like, what the mm-hmm. responsibility is. This is just Eric's date money, spending money, whatever. He's clearly well provided for. So having mm-hmm. a job is just a matter of like having some responsibility, and then also like you get to have your own income, yeah, uh, to do with it what you please. So which is kind of when Corey comes up to his dad and he's like, "Yeah, but I don't see that." So can I stay the night, Sean? Oh yeah. I was like, "That this is a apple and orange situation because <laughs> Eric has his own money that he gets to decide. Like the decision is Eric's to mm-hmm. do." The decision for you to stay at Sean's is not yours because right. <laughs> you are not quite responsible enough yet to sure. like handle decisions like All that. Right. You're under your parents' roof. There are other people involved in the situation. Eric's money is his to do what with whatever he wants. He right. earned it. Whatever. It's true. So I was Corey kind of said that, and I was like, you're. It's clearly idiot. not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. Mm-hmm. But I, right. I get it. Well, and I appreciate what you, like that analogy too, because it, mm-hmm. it enforces the idea that it, like, yeah, Eric lives under that roof and is bound by mm-hmm. the authority of it, but that doesn't extend to his own form of income. It doesn't mean that oh you screwed up your job, now I have to supplement it and give you money. Mm. You know, like, I don't have to come in and save you from mm-hmm. that. Um, so, yeah. 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 One analogy that I did not like that was made in this um, episode was when Alan's sitting on the couch and he's reading his paper and he's like, nope, I'm going to trust my kids, whatever. And then Eric, or Amy comes over and puts her arms on him and says, oh, I'm releasing you from your cage. cage. Yeah. He was like, thank you. And he runs into the kitchen. I was like, I don't care for that. <laughs> I don't care for that at all. Yeah. yeah. Implying that the wife of the family, the mother, puts, keeps him chained, keeps <laughs> him caged. And I understand talking him down because... Alan proves to have a little bit of a fire and brimstone. Right. It's not the first time we've method. even seen Amy be like, "Hey, let's talk first hey, before you tear yeah, your kid." Freak out, right? Um, so I understand like talking him down, but I don't like the metaphor of keeping him in a cage. Yeah, it feels it's not it's not, not a fun meta- great. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great metaphor. But between the two of them, like it's clear that they yeah. that's part of their rapport. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess fine. I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like being. Not my fave, but, but... I get that. That's fine. Uh, I, yeah. Another thing about Amy and Alan in this episode, I they're such believable characters, I think, to me. There's a moment where Alan puts his head in his hands and he goes, don't! Like a, almost like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they're such believable characters that in that moment, I was like, you took me out of it. Mm. Like the fact that they gave him like a little cartoony right, bit. Like a I Simpsons was like, bit. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm. Because they're just such, they're such normal people. They feel like such real people. Yeah. Because I feel throughout this entire show, 
they are kind of the anchors holding everything down because Eric gets really stupid Mm -hmm. and Corey is just kind of out there and having his own thing and Sean's the bad boy who gets into trouble all the time. They stay pretty consistent. So they stay very consistent throughout the show, which I really like. They have that that kind of anchor. They do they do exchange places a little bit. Amy becomes less supportive. (laughs) Yes. In some ways. Yes. (laughs) But I, I Definitely that moment specifically where Alan had that cartoonish sure kind of second. Right. That was a director sitcom. He was not. Yeah, it yeah. just felt very sitcommy. I it did ya. not feel. I agree. Real I'm with you. Because yeah, they they don't have a lot of moments where I'm like, oh no, that was like slip on a banana mm-hmm. peel, kind of stupid. Oh, something I forgot to mention. We're, we're now this is just a line I love early in the episode when uh, Corey's complaining about leftover assignments. And Feeney says, okay, this year you guys can be urban street gang. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Whoa. Again, a little... Urban uh, street gang. Probably would not fly. It's, uh, yeah. It's still... Like, it was funny, but at the same time, I was like, well, that's a really conservative way of putting... But then again, too, like, he twists it and makes it yeah. part of that, that whole bit. Of it's course, a good, It's yeah. a good little joke. I it's supposed it. to be something that, like, catches their attention... Sure. Which I guess that does, yeah. but at the same time. Also, uh, this tattoo that Minkus presses on is gigantic. It's huge! I've was, never seen a press-on tattoo I know, that big. I was big. like, what? Is this an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper that you press right? on your chest? The biggest I've seen is probably, like, I don't know, the size of... I don't I don't even know. No, I mean, I don't know, like a coaster at Right? Best? Yeah, the si- yeah, pretty much the size of, like... If Certainly took... not a chest tattoo as a press-on. No. I don't know how you would do that. No. It required a lot of work. Yeah, you need that amount, that same amount of paper right. to cover the whole chest. Yes. So yeah. I don't know where he's getting this, I but... Uh, I also, in this episode in particular, stands out as one where we really ignore the fuck out of other kids in the class. Oh, just, for like, sure. Obviously, we always do. Yes. But it's just, it's more blatantly pronounced, I think, mm-hmm. by the fact that, like... We are going to create group assignments. It's now you I'm four. only going to talk yep. to you four. The other fuckers just stare on, figure it out. Like it's something about the specifics of like how the the group formation process mm-hmm. in that scene takes on. I'm like, wow, you didn't. We don't need. Why are we starting here? Like these, we didn't want to go alphabetical. No. We don't wanna, <laughs> and um, I'm sure that even if you want. Even if he wanted to put Minkus and Sean as brothers, he still could have given them two separate parents. He And it's so funny because we talked about Corey not learning his lesson at all. But Feeney also doesn't learn his lesson at all because he still puts Corey, so and, Corey and Sean, work yeah, together. Sean <laughs> together for projects. Yeah, well. And he's like, I, di- I knew... I think it was like three or four episodes ago. He's like, nope, I, I knew it. I did this to myself. No, he's like, it's my fault. I shouldn't have let you choose your own partners. Yes, and yet here he is. Again, he even chose he the partner them. for them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's because they're working with Minkus and Topanga that he thinks it's going to be different. And really, it, it kind of is different because Sean actually really does a good right, job on this project. They all actually do the whole thing. Yeah, other than kind of hemming and hawing at the beginning and throwing Minkus's blueprint out the mm-hmm. over to the stairs, he mm-hmm. does a pretty good job of shaping up. And then yeah. when he gets there, his little performance is Yeah, it's probably the best class on. assignment they do in mm-hmm. this season. Um, other than the next episode. But okay. that's just, wow. they're just dumbasses in that episode. Sure. Uh, well, I, I don't know that they do that assignment. Wow. Holy mackerel. I think that was a dumpster. Cool. What else? Right. Where are we at? MVP. MVPs? God. 
MVPs. MVPs. All right. Who's, who's your, your? No, who was yours? You go ahead. <sighs> okay. I feel like I always go first. You go first. That's true. Uh, my MVP was Amy mm-hmm. because how could she not be? Yeah. I feel like she was the voice of reason throughout this whole episode mm-hmm. where Alan kind of lost his mind and yeah wouldn't have let Eric make his own mistakes and would have come up and clean cleaned up after him mm-hmm. Amy was like mm-mm, mm-mm. let him do the thing he's a kid he's gotta mess up he's gotta you gotta let him mess up a couple of times otherwise he will not learn mm-hmm. and so she's kind of the stronghold throughout this episode I am gonna give it to Eric in this one what yeah I thought about Morgan what? just for her one oh. Eric Eric that's, that's my brother my Eric in the laps <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to give it to Eric because he, he, uh, he falls with such grace. He okay. not, so not only does he actually, he follows through on his commitment, mm-hmm. even after he realized it was a bad idea and he's gotten screwed, he puts on the lobster costume mm-hmm. and does the thing. And with, you know, with a sly little smile on his face to boot when he's in the mm-hmm. dump tank, like he, he takes it with grace. And then he comes into the kitchen and has this whole little elaborate scheme about, like, I'm good at grocery store stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and asks for his job back with, with such kindness and, and uh, humility. Mm-hmm. And then even, like, accepts the fact that he, he accepts what he's given. And that is his basically a demotion mm-hmm. at his place of work, you know, yeah. back to where he was. So I think, obviously, like, he spends the first half of the episode fucking it all up, but I think that he lands, like, really well, and that what Amy wanted is thoroughly accomplished. So, I'm gonna give it to Eric. A strange turn of events. I feel like it. this is turning into not what we thought it would be. I think when we started out, we were like, it's gonna be Feeny. Every episode is gonna yeah, be Feeny. true. And now I feel like we have a lot of variety. It's true. We definitely have a lot of Amy and Alan. A lot of Amy and Alan. In these first seasons. I think that'll change. That'll change. Once they kind of become more of a background. Yeah. Because the kids are still young right now. Once Eric leaves home. Right. They they slip back. Feeny steps up more. Yeah. More presently. We'll get a Turner, I'm sure, or two in there. No doubt. Good. But this is very, it's very interesting to me that Mm -hmm. we're not picking Feeny as much as I thought we would. Yeah. But there's still time. There's We're time. only halfway through the There's first season. Plenty. Well, any, over um, any big hiccups, mistakes, errors, things, mm-hmm. continuities? No booms, which is good because there were booms in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, no continuity things in this one. I think everything no. was pretty. Oh, well, he and Jason say they've been best friends since they were since three they were years three. old. What's with the lifetime best friend thing in this show? Why did Why does everyone have to go way back? <laughs> why can't they just be friends now? Sure, that's that's fair. Um. Which is interesting. Like we have, it's been fifteen episodes and we haven't seen him. And this is oh, this is Eric's best friend since episode three. Okay, yeah. that's well, that's hasn't weird. Been around that we haven't for seen any of this yet. shit, but all right. But uh, I guess also, I don't, I don't know where Jason comes from. Maybe he's like old money, and he has a house that's ginormous. And Eric's all Eric wants to do is spend time over there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm trying to flesh out their backstories. Okay. It's again, very optimistic. That's fine. And then, I mean, I think that the the ridiculousness, the the whole modeling, like, scam, that all adds up. But the fact that he then gets this gig in, like, a lobster dunk tank promotional shoot, none of that makes any <laughs> sense. 
Because no. if you're a food court restaurant in the mall and you need somebody to be a, in a lobster suit for a one one off dunk tank, it's whatever sad ass employee you've got that didn't want to be in the back today or something. Yeah. Like you're offering an extra fifty bucks to one of your your fryers or your cashiers <laughs> to put on a lobster suit and, and get on with it. I and that's what I would expect at least. I think yeah. Uh, I am doubtful that the food court restaurant goes and asks a modeling agency for people. Maybe you put out a call for, you know, maybe it's because he's being, yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's because he's being dunked because that brings in a whole other element to it. If he were just like standing outside in the costume, no, that would absolutely go through the restaurant. That's not even like the getting the whole like dunk tanking of it all. Like that's not even modeling at that point either. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You look for a broke actor by then. Yeah. Spinning oh, well. signs and shit. All right. Well, oh, there's that. Well. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much that's it. about it. All right. Yeah. Well, check us out on the interwebs. Yes, we're on the internet. We're there. We're we present. Are. Um, um, we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and an email. Great. The Gmail. I almost said Twitch. We're not on Twitch. What is Twitch? Twitch. It's a streaming platform where you can. Um, I think not... you've explained this to me before. Have I? I don't think so. I don't remember. Basically, Twitch Twitch is a really popular thing for gamers. It's where, like, if I, like, played video games a lot, I could mm. stream, like, live stream my playing and, like, like you Xbox could watch live. that. Nope. Oh, you just get on and watch? You, like, watch play? other people play games. Yeah. Stream. And you can stream other things. But, like, it's a, it's, like, live streaming for mostly video games is the, the primary audience, but that's not exclusively. It's a whole thing. I feel like that would be so infuriating because I would just be like, why did you turn left, turn right? Well, you know? so what, it, I mean, like the, the popular channels of it is like people. People who are so good that right. you watch them for like Yeah, like you watch like really, really talented professionals like play Twitch. Or you watch like comedians play video games on Twitch. Huh. And like, you know, they like live comment, commentating on mm-hmm. their, whatever they're playing. And like, so things like that. And I mean, there's, there's professional like, Twitch. It's like being a YouTuber. You can be like a professional Twitcher. I know nothing about the internet. Yeah, we're not on Twitch. Is the point? Um, <laughs> I don't think it'd be very interesting for you guys to sit and watch us record this. We're pretty lame. We're just sitting here drinking iced coffee, two and people, talking at each other, one mic. Yep, that's the gist. That's pretty much it. Uh, anyway, so go and check out at the Feeny Call podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Like, yeah. share, subscribe, tell your friends, and yes. get a Quip toothbrush on oh, us. Boy. That's not true. You can't do that. Don't, don't, um, don't think. Don't that quote you can. me on that. Don't let Skylar coerce you into. One day, it. maybe. I asked my mom about those, and she said, "Yeah, they're fine." <laughs> I was like, "Buddy, come on! Like, I want to know the. I want let me know the details because I have a very expensive toothbrush that my mom has given me. And I do too, but it was given to me by." someone else yeah my mom gave me this very expensive high-end electric toothbrush it's, does, none of this matters get yeah. a quip if you want one i don't fucking care and check us out <laughs> on social media right now, uh that's all good night good morning and good luck what? um what's what our sign off that's a sign off that's like a famous news sign it was um good if night I don't see and you good again, luck the truman show no if i don't see you again good good morning good evening no good there, there is a Truman Show sign off too. I'm thinking of, uh, it was like a famous news broadcaster. I can't remember his name, but he would sign off with like, 
Good night and good luck. Man, we um, have a big problem with sign-offs. We just don't understand them. Yeah. We just don't know them as well as we should. We got ours. <laughs> and that would be? Class dismissed. <laughs>